my name is Alexander Krauss, Alex for short, A for two short, and welcome to Big Tall Christmas. That's right, full of Eastern Big Tall Boys. That's a terrible slogan. Clean your floor without Big Tall Boys. That's also bad. Award-winning Big Tall Boys. Now, I like that one. That's a positive spin. What are we doing today? Well, it's Christmas, month of. Very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm very nervous about this episode. Let me explain what we're doing. It's Christmas time, and this episode seems... just by happenstance, is falling on the 1st of December. This is the start of your Christmas journey for the year, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And a part of that journey, what we're going to be doing is I we're doing Advent. We're going to do Advent, and this is why I'm nervous, is this is more effort than has ever been put into this show before, is we're doing, we're doing the name of, okay, Everybody calm down. Let me just, let me get the premise out. I'm very nervous. Let me get the premise out. It's called Advent, A Year in Review. And I know I don't have to pitch you on a premise because that's not your position. That's, you know, the higher ups. But here's how it's going to work. I have collated 25, 25 reviews for the podcast. I've, I've, I've got, I've gathered 25 reviews for this podcast. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Alex, isn't this your fan mail episode? Wouldn't it have made sense to make like a Christmas fan mail, like a Christmas, you know, like they're mailing Santa, but you intercepted them or something? Yeah, sure, whatever. But I didn't do that. I'm doing this instead. This is Advent a Year in Review. And I have... Look, somebody has written these 25... The premise of it is that somebody has written... Different people have written 25 different fucking things into the show, okay? And a peek behind the curtain, if there was, like, some work that had to be done to do this, that would mean somebody wrote uh, 4,960 words. <laughs> I have a document here that is 4,960 words and maybe took somebody a week <laughs> to make. Maybe there was a fair bit of editing, but um, yeah, the premise of this is that there is a, a every day of okay, <laughs> okay. Let me just let me just in simplest terms. Every day of this month is the day of Advent. You're supposed to have a little chocolate that you take out and you enjoy it, and it's counting day down da- day. It's counting down the days to. Christmas morn, and it's a very exciting time. Um, it's odd that the chocolates don't increase in quality. I find it interesting that, like, the Christmas... Because th- here's the thing. If you love chocolate, then by the time you hit the 25th one, it's like, oh, so my reward at the end is there's no more chocolate on Christmas Day. And if you grow to hate chocolate after you eat all of these, the reward is finally I am lifted from this burden, which is a better... I think Advent calendars work better if you do not like chocolate, because it's like, finally, I am relieved of my service. You know, it is somebody saying goodbye. You have served your country well. And then you're allowed to, you know, fade off into the distance. My mind is a scatter. My mind is a scatter. There there was not much time. I'm going to give you full transparency. This is being recorded on the 26th, 27th of November. I am trying. I'm, I need to make sure I have enough time to edit this episode. So there was maybe a rush to collate all of these reviews. But it's... <laughs> fuck. I wrote a, do- a note. Somebody, there's a document here that's 4,960 words long, and I can't explain the prep. This is fucked. This is not a good position to be in. Okay, hang on. It's, <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't make any sense. The idea is it's advent. Like, people are venting. Would it make more sense if there were ads involved? May- oh, there is actually some ads involved, but... It's Advent. These are people's frustrations with the show. They've maybe, you know, they've sent in some messages to be like, you've done a good job here, done a bad job here, what have you. These are the reviews pulled from iTunes or, yeah, what, yeah. And I'm just, the idea is that there's 25 of them because it links to Advent. And I guess, like, in a format way, this would make more sense if this was released like every day there was a new one, but nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And I'd feel terrible. I feel awful just like mentioning the show on social media. It makes my gut hurt. I do not enjoy self-promotion. And I know if you're listening to this after seeing a promoted thing, 
Know that it pained me. Know that I am a worse person after doing such. I don't feel good about that. That was actually a bad job. And you know what? I'm going to go one step further. I've met people who work in marketing, who promote things, who work in social media. I I don't understand you. I, you don't make sense to me as a person. I don't know how you could... It's like when you meet somebody who's a who's like a shitty lawyer. You know, they're doing like all the bad work or whatever. And it's like, you're morally wrong. I meet somebody who works in marketing and I'm like, you're morally corrupt. What is wrong with you? You're broken. <laughs> I did. I don't. I, it's just, why would you do it? Why would you expose yourself to such an environment where you have to promote something? You have to like, you know, somebody's enjoying their day. They're walking down the street, they're looking up into the sky, into the milky blue, and wishing upon a star that their next day is going to be even more grand than the one they're currently experiencing. And their vision is suddenly blocked from this blue milky sky by a billboard that is promoting uh, KISS FM. You have done this individual a disservice. You have you you're a bad person. And this is done on a mass scale online. I you know what? You know what? I shouldn't. Why am I doing this? It's Christmas. It's a good time. Why am I jumping into this conversation? I have 25 reviews to read and I need to edit this episode. So here is the plan. I'm going to read these 25 reviews, add add mild commentary around them, and we're going to get the fuck out of here, all right? I know that isn't the mentality you want for a show. I know that I should be as excited about the production as you should be, but here's my stance. Currently, I just want to, I just want you to hear them all. I want to go through them. No, it's not that I want to go through them. I want you to enjoy them as much as I enjoyed collating them, right? It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. This is a fun, good Christmas time. I hope your Christmas is going good, by the way. I hope like you got your tree up and you've sold um, your old tree. I don't know what tradi- there's a lot of weird traditions people do. I don't know. You you know you've done all your you done you done all your things. I don't know. I don't know. What am I saying? This is why this is why the show's become a little bit more scripted. I think. I think a lot of these times I'm talking and I start talking about set, reselling Christmas trees and it's like, who is this for? <laughs> Like, why I don't want to resell Christmas trees. Nobody wants to hear about that unless you're like a lumberjack, maybe. Maybe if, like, I don't know, if you work in a tree resale marketplace, maybe. In which case, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm going to go through them. Here we go. Here we go. Counting up to Christmas Day. I hope we're all very, very excited. Here we go. Here we go. Some of them are long. Some of them are very short. Most of them are very long. There's like a few that were short because uh, maybe somebody ran out of steam while putting them together. These are 20... To restate the premise, these are 25 reviews for the show Big Tall Boys. A lot of them are about myself, Alexander Krauss, and they should be uh, maybe positive or negative. Here we go. December 1st. Bad. It's the end of that review. The first one is just, look, it's you're getting acclimated to what some of these are like. I think if I started off with a really long stretch of negativity, it'd be a bit confronting. I think it's good to set a palette to be like, look, some of these are just flat out negative. So we're going to have to live with that. Okay. And I've grown as an individual. Um, kind of. Kind of. I can't say I've fully evolved. Um, I'm not reaching like you know, Jurassic Park level, you know, like the new ones, they're trying to make like half human, half dinosaur. Like I haven't like evolved synthetically, but morally, I think I'm a little bit more structurally sound, if anything. Okay, here we go. In a trolley problem, I would remove myself from the situation. I, I don't think that, um, I don't like the burden of choice. Here we go. Number two, I am speechless. The only way I can accurately describe this production is more than. It is more than what you're expecting, more than what a podcast can be, and the host will discuss Julianne more, more often than you would expect. There is simply more, more. It's more-ish. This topic of conversation is only rivaled by the host discussing Al Bore land as some sort of forced rhyme. If you're ever on a trip and want to listen to a man vaguely recall Boogie Nights, then start grunting like Tim the Toolman Taylor, then this is the show for you. Just don't expect much more than that. 
<laughs> that was a delightful review. Thank you so much. That's so nice. I, yeah, I guess, um, that was a nice one. Not all of these are going to be, you know, not all of them are negative. That one was mostly positive, I'd say. Here we go. My child was born to this. Early into gestation, I read that playing Mozart to my unborn child would help them develop an artistic side. Unfortunately, during the birthing process, my Mozart playlist ran through, and YouTube music autoplayed this show. As new life burst from my womanhood, I heard the manic cackles of a man laughing at himself saying, Kombucha, I hardly grew her. Ever since this event, my child has behaved exactly like Tom Hardy's Venom. They make a sides to a voice inside of themselves and often mumble that they will not eat my head. My child's jokes are clunky, they're CGI cheap, and Woody Harrelson's carnage comes across as Woody trying to act as insane as himself, yet somehow failing. I've since grown to love kombucha. So... <laughs> So, 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 um, hmm. So these are reviews written by other people, obviously, but I just want to say there's a level of, there's a level of like consciousness where I have outside of myself whenever I say laugh at something that maybe I've put together that makes me feel kind of weird because I feel very comfortable in that space, but I know a lot of other people find it off-putting where it's like you can't laugh at your own material or your own stuff because it's like, oh, is this just for you? But I, w- I would say, yeah, this is just for me. Did you hear what I just read about the Venom thing? It's This isn't for anyone but me. <laughs> what do you get? Kombucha, I hardly grew her, is a fucking gold mine. <laughs> that's, that's mint. That is, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that type of joke is my Will Forte. Um, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) who is this for? Okay, let's keep going. Hello. If you do not know me, my name is Robert Kirkman. I represent Alexander Krauss on all legal affairs. Recently, I was downloading past podcast episodes to be used as evidence in court. Whilst doing so, I accidentally played the Oprah episode in reverse. What I heard were demonic voices summoned from the darkest of eldritch horrors, Cthulhu. Naturally, I was shaken by the messages, but what I was more shaken by was their insistence that I continue doing what I was doing. Cthulhu began giving me pointers on improving the audio quality of the show, explaining equalization and altering both low and high end of the recording. It seemed as if the darkest of all creations saw value in Alex's podcast being as successful as it could possibly be, which was a huge wake-up call for me. I think I'd spent a long time believing that getting into the lawyer business meant I was required to do several years of morally ambiguous work before I would be able to make a positive change in the world. But this truly helped me come to the conclusion that this change would not be worth it if I was to be first bringing about the great emergence. Thank you, Alexander Krauss. You have saved me from going down the wrong path. Also, Consider this my resignation. I know reviews are the only thing you read. That was nice. That was a nice little message from Robert Kirkman. That was, of course, December 4th. I realized partway through that I forgot to continue the premise of the thing where I say the dates. That was December 4th. Robert Kirkman's a great, jolly man who, um, yeah, who's... I wish him the best of success in his own business ventures. Of course, less success than I would like him to have. I can't be, you know, you can't have somebody do what he did to me in resigni- in resignating and, uh, and to fully wish him the best of luck. I think I see him as a lesser person of what he was previously. Um, yeah, let's continue on. This show rocks. Edit. Since leaving this review, Alexander Krauss has reached out and made a huge deal out of my positive message. He called my workplace in tears, claiming that I was their soulmate and that I was the only one who truly understood them. Following this, Alex tailed me home and performed a pit maneuver incorrectly. My car slid off into the brush whilst theirs wrapped around a road sign. I stumbled out from the carnage, pulling Alex from his accord and performed CPR to revive him. Once conscious, Alex made a joke about our first kiss, calling it a spit maneuver. 
I've since distanced myself from Alexander Krauss, taking out multiple restraining orders, both for him and for his arms, which he has legally registered as their own entities, killing machines. I'm still keeping my review at five stars, but know that it is out of fear of repercussion. Ah, always nice to meet a fan. Always nice to meet a fan. Let's just keep moving. Let's just keep moving. I, I don't know if I have time to do a little commentary on each one. There's 25 of these things. December 6th. Help! I'm stuck in a fortune cracker making factory that has expanded our business model to include bot farms which leave reviews on failing podcasts. Please, listen to me. I've been trying for years to contact people through fortune cookies, but somehow there's become a comedic formula. I do not consider myself a comedian, but I'm flattered by the influence I've made over the comedic world. Some individuals have gone far as to say that send help I'm stuck in a fortune cracker making factory is a comedic classic. This was never my intention. My intention was to be freed from the factory which has now imprisoned me for upwards of 40 years. I think if everyone was to upload a podcast, uh, if everyone was to upload a podcast feed with a legitimate five star, I think if everyone was to overload, no, what is this sentence? I think if everyone was to overload a podcast feed with legitimate five-star reviews, the bot's heads would explode from the illogical nature of the action. The resulting explosion would hopefully tip the fortune cookie press under which I am pinned. So please, leave a five-star review, and while you're at it, tell your friends not about the podcast tell your friends about me again not a comedic premise i'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory so that was like a fun that was a fun little message from them that's nice that's nice that's nice here we go next one december 7th i am a totally legit human being who loves the show bigtallboys.com it is interesting fun unique and what a show when i was a small mammal i often looked up to the stars wrapped in a blanket as my mother would sing the lullaby of my people whilst drifting off to sleep i'd be reminded of what it truly means to be human and how simple sounds can mean so much to our relatively short human lives bigtallboys.com is the sounds that helps me get through my day to day helps me tackle my mortality helps me stand up tall and big and make a face and and face a world filled with human dangers malware water poor soldering let BigTallBoys.com be the song that lulls your infant mortal child to sleep and comforts them from the horrors of our fragile human lives. Ampersand, 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 at, at, full stop, full stop. Uh, so I guess like the bit, I guess the bit of that one was like a, um, like it was a robot, I guess, is like the, like the joke of it. <laughs> Oh, these all better be worth it. These all better be worth it. <clears throat> this this is number eight. This is number eight, by the way. Eighth of December. Eight, if you're following along with your own advert calendar. If you, you know, you could, if you did want to, you could like cut up this episode into each date and you could, re- you know, you could release it yourself for all 25 and just experience each one alongside a chocolate dessert. That's up to you entirely. I'm not going to do it, but you can. This is, of course, December 8th. This is quite the podcast. It seems as if the host believes that approaching everything through a sarcastic metal lens will make up for them having no comedic chops. They drive themselves so far into this tone that they would even read this review without batting an eye, fully believing that by stating the words they'll be absolved of the error of this approach, as if naming the problem means he is above and not beholden to it. I think Alexander Krauss believes that by going far enough into a bit, they can somehow find something deep within it that makes up for the journey. Kind of like a reverse stand by me. But life isn't a reverse stand by me. Life is stand by me. We are all children fumbling in the greater world for meaning. And at the end of our paths is a moment where we walk into the distance, fading into nothing. This is, of course, an example of Alex's use of reference humor as to also make up for a lack of comedic chops. Notice how whenever he gets trapped down in the minds of sarcastic discourse, the only way he can think to escape is taking the exit ladder of pop culture. Also notice how mentioning Stand By Me doesn't constitute a joke. It's just saying, hey, Look, I remember the end of this film. I'm as funny as Family Guy. And okay, fine, sure. You can be as funny as Family Guy. Enjoy that. I hope that feels good. It's kind of a really mean takedown of me. December 9th. And now there was a few ads in here because it's Advent. So I thought I'd throw it. There's a few ads in here that people wrote into the review section. So enjoy the ads. Tired of trying to lose weight through all the unconventional methods? Are there too many shortcuts that have failed you in the past? Does failing to roll a boulder up the side of a hill make you feel like Sisyphus? Does reflecting on yourself for eternity in a large pond make you feel like Narcissus? Tired of being compared to Greek parables? Then boy, do we have an idea 
for you. It's cosmetic foot surgery. Let's face it, your feet aren't getting any younger. If you're anything like us, you've tried every lotion, cream, and spray in the feet playbook. But still, whenever you go to the beach with a group of 20-somethings, all the boys are looking down at someone else's fresh, smooth soles. Well, this stops now. Through 1 to 10 invasive surgeries, we can inject just the right amount of nonsense into your feet to get your little toes looking as slippery as a frankfurter and your arches as rubbery as a hot dog. What we do is cut out most of the stuff from inside of the foot, like bones, cartilage, blood, and junk, then replace it with prosthetics that are unquestionably foot-shaped. Or try our awakening service, where we remove your feet like Nintendo's Smash 2012 hit Fire Emblem Awakening. So come on down and don't let your poor self-image be your Achilles heel. It's got like a loop that, you know, there's some Greek stuff going on. It's kind of fun. December 10th. Unsure of what to get your father for Christmas? Well, look no further than right here. We have collated a full list of 21 things that have given to your father for Christmas will make him come. Now, okay, we know that this isn't the express goal of the gift and we understand your skepticism, but hear us out. If this gift is as good as we're saying it is, then your father blowing a load is the Outcome. We're not condoning incest. An objective is not to restructure your relationship with your father. We're just saying that peak pleasure of the human anatomy results in an orgasm. Like, okay, so like, so if you were to give your father a vintage record player or those metal ice cubes or a book on the First World War, then we feel like we would have failed you if they didn't come so hard that they went cross-eyed. This isn't on us, okay? It's how the body works. And you know what? No, I'm sick of having to explain this to everyone. I'm cutting the list off right here until you apologize. We are not accountable for society collating peak pleasure with sexualization. We're not. We're just not, okay? All we do, we're making lists, all right? And we want the best for you. And if you want your dad to come, you're going to have to grovel. Okay, no, I I, I hear it. No, yeah, I just heard it. Um, oh, shit. I don't know how we feel about that one. I don't, it's very, I don't know how we feel about that one, but, okay, look, look, okay, it's, I've cut, there's a wide net that's being cast in reviews. They can't all be about Tom Hardy's Venom, all right? There has to be a few that are like this. It's not my fault, okay? This is how it works. Like, there needs to be a very, a varied palette, all right? It's not my fault that review exists, is all I'm saying. December 11th. Can I sell my ceiling fan using this podcast? Hey, Alex, I've recently been trying to unload a ceiling fan. It is good, it spins, it has a light as a part of its larger hole. I did not realize that used ceiling fans give off a bad... Vibe. According to my aunt, an ad for a used ceiling fan makes it seem as if the fan does not work because no one can be bothered enough to replace something that is built into a ceiling without it being faulty. But that's crazy! By the same logic, you would never be able to sell a fire pole. This fan does everything. It spins, it rotates, it revolves, air seemingly as if by magic is projected out from the propellers as the blades make a circular motion. I don't know the science of it, but I believe the rotation along the fan's axis pushes air against the tilted blades and disperses it across the room. Also, the fan has a light as a part of its larger hull. It is also made from real materials. None of that ethereal shit you'll find in heaven or symbolic imagery. This is a thing you could hold in your hands, but but shouldn't, again, because it will spin and, yeah, it spins. Against my aunt's wishes, I'm not taking money offers at this time. I'm accepting trade. Only. I'm in need of a fire pole to make a point. December 12th. I'm a seismologist currently working in Melbourne following the recent unexpected earthquake. When setting up a seismograph, it's imperative that a preliminary test is conducted to a non-field of reverberation. This can be accomplished by almost any sound file, and this podcast fulfills this desire. This in no way means that this show has done anything out of the ordinary or deserves any Praise. The minimum requirement for this purpose is that the file produces decibels. Okay, 
Most of everyone has checked out except for the seismologists that are confused about the rubbish I'm spewing. Look, look, here's the deal. I caused the Melbourne earthquake. It was me. And I need this message to go out to just the right sliver of people that will help and not condemn me. Have I visited the Earth's core? Yes. Did I leave one half of a lover's locket behind? Yes. And now it is trying to attach itself to its other half at my ex-wife's place. The force between the two halves is creating abnormal seismic activity. The only way, and I mean the only way to resolve this, is counseling out the locket's potential love energy with real love energy and making my ex-wife fall back in love with me. I wouldn't be asking this if it wasn't imperative to keeping our planet stable and my ex-wife out of the hands of Jason. Seismologists, I call upon you. Um, that was, that was number 12. That was number 12. Um, as a rarity on the show, I think I'm going to take a break. Honestly, I could just like, I could just edit it so there isn't a break, but I feel like, I feel like I need a, I feel like I need a <laughs> It's a lot of, it's a lot of work, okay, to read all these reviews. So I'm going to take a break. Come on, be back after the break after this one. Let's let's do let's let's do it. Let's go. Come on. I can't I can't keep delaying it. Here we go. December 13th. Lucky 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 lucky. It's going to be lucky. <laughs> this episode doesn't need commentary of each of these things, but I especially when it just amounts to me saying the word lucky, but I guess it's what's going to be included, so enjoy that. Hello, Alex. This was the last and only way I could think to contact you. It's Ryan, the projectionist from Hoyts. Yes, crying Ryan, as you referred to me. Last Friday, you attended Tick, Tick, Boom for the 9pm showing. Whilst in attendance, you sat way up the back of the theatre, like way back up on the projectionist windowsill. Your silhouette obscured part of the screen, which had you repeating ad nauseum, Oh, I didn't realise this was a Hitchcock. Anyway, when attempting to confront you on the matter, you repeated that you were on a call and to give you a second, but we could clearly see on your phone that it was lit up against your ear and on record. You informed everyone that the recording was for your podcast Big Tall Boys and to sound wave for the photo. When you inform, when we informed you that we were not accusing you of recording the film, specifically because it was available on Netflix, your eyes transformed into dollar signs. You hopped down and began to play Tick, Tick, Boom on your phone five minutes in front of the cinema projection, offering everyone in the theatre half-off tickets to see it before the other slobs. It was at this point that the special guest of the event, Andrew Garfield, put a new boho hole in your face, your words. You crawled your way back up to the windowsill after the altercation, collapsing up there and covering the screen in your limp silhouette, to which you muttered on edge of life, Oh, I didn't realize this was a 1917. Anyway, I was wanting to return your phone. All right, number 14. Number 14, coming up quickly, December the 14th. Eat your chocolate, enjoy this sound bite. New Year's is right around the corner. I think that makes this a good time to evaluate my life, which I have done and concluded that I am God. I have all of the traits, long flowing beard, a creative spirit, sleepy on Sundays, and me, my child, and a glowing orb have been rejected by the Unitarians. I attempted contact with the Unitarians to explain that our trinity is real, tangible, and something to which we can prove, but they seem entirely stuck in their ways. So, I have hatched a plan. The plan is to expand my trinity and begin engulfing other entities into my being, until I am so ever-present that the Unitarians must acknowledge my existence. I was hoping that you may be interested in joining the trinity of God. I'm currently up to five 
members. You will love the other two members. Their names are Hank and Sarah. They are cleanly, work as nurses, and spend many a weekend at Hank's father's holiday home. Rent is $200 plus utilities, and we chip in for a gardener to service the backyard. It would be great to get you involved in this trinity, and it would mean a lot to me, my child, a glowing orb, Hank and Sarah. If you could pass on a kind message to any Unitarians, you may know. Anyway, (laughs) I'm rambling. Just get back to me whenever is most convenient. Love. God. It's always nice to meet a fan. It's all, and it's nice to get positive feedback back from those fans, specifically when they are the creator above. It's not, it's, that's nice. That's nice. It makes you feel like you're doing something good in the world. It's like, wow, if God is contacting me, then I'm doing a pretty good job. I know a lot of people who think they're doing a good job, but actually, you know, is Tunberg getting these messed kind of things? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> During the break, I ate like five cookies thinking they would give me energy. They did not. Instead, where the energy should be going is now just cookie mass. Instead of instead of receiving energy from the cookies, I just have a lump of cookie sitting inside of me that is now just distracting me. I don't process food like other beings. It, it, it's, I'm a synthesoid. A lot of people don't know this. I'm a synthesoid. I'm like Marvel's vision, except for I cannot go through walls. I do not have beam powers and I cannot fly. I'm more just like, you know, if I eat gum, it clogs up my gears inside of me in some sort of fun little bewitched moment. And yeah, currently I'm dealing with that with cookies, which is not, it's not a good place to be in, let me tell you. But I don't need to tell you that. Obviously, you know, this is Christmas. You know, I'm, you're listening to this on probably December 15th. You've cataloged these for each day. You're eating a lot of cookies. It's cookie season. So I don't need to tell you this. Okay. Number 15. December 15th. Hello. Just doing my rounds. My name is Herbert Grace. I work with Review Content Assuredness, a division of review standards or practices, whichever comes first. It is my responsibility to comb through reviews and make sure that everything is in order, which, well, it seems as if there are multiple accounts here of individuals engaging with this podcast in odd, strange, and potentially dangerous ways. Now, Herbert Grace ain't no spring chicken but I am well aware that podcasters enjoy getting their listeners to leave funny reviews as a form of entergagement, TM, TM. So if this is the case, then by all means, continue doing what you're doing. You seem to have a lot of listeners very passionately following your insane directions. However, if this is not the case, then it might be a good idea to critically evaluate the purpose of this production. It seems like not only strangers have had an issue with the show, but even your own lawyer, Robert Kirkman, had some sort of Cthulhu issue. A lot of other podcasts seem to have mostly positive reviews, with individuals leaving messages such as grateful long drives or so funny. But if I am to believe the word of these individuals, then your voice somehow transformed a child into Tom Hardy's venom. That isn't a simple passing occurrence. That is serious. There would be wide-reaching consequences if there were two Venoms running around. Spider-Man already struggles fighting one Venom. We will be in touch. December 16th. I don't understand what the host is trying to accomplish or who this is for. That's it, baby. That's the whole review there. Perhaps somebody was running out of steam writing these, and that's why that one's pretty short. (laughs) Or perhaps they were just accurate. Who is this for? Who is this for? December 17th. This show is shallow filth. It's inappropriate for children. And it's very loud on my new stereo system. If you have a young child, please be advised that this production willfully exposes them to the twisted mind of Alexander Krauss. There are several instances on the show of Alex engaging in and running his hands down while tapping and fingering while his what more Alex nightly only resting his when says and only when the as it's almost as if Alex is not for the but because without they wouldn't really know what their purpose in life would be they are dependent on the idea of 
because it is the only aspect of their life that they would have control over. In an ever more globalized world, feels like a relic of the past. This urge that draws the mind back to days where the simplest of things meant you did a good job. Oh, you your Oh, then you your good job. <laughs> Bravo. Congratulations on your What are we doing next? Sounds great. Your day was good. You did all you could do. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm too reliant on other people's validation. I think the way that I'm measuring success is this unattainable metric where I need people to be constantly congratulating me, patting me on the back. And when they're not there, it's just me. And I'm not good alone. I'm not good to myself alone. God. I don't, I just... You know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix my stereo. Yeah, I, I thought I needed to vent to you, but I, I think I would feel a lot better if I made an actionable change. So, yeah, I'm gonna unjam that knob and twist it counterclockwise. December eighteenth. Wow, what a show. I particularly enjoyed the middle bits. However, I feel like I should inform you of some inaccuracies on the podcast. Firstly, boys are not naturally big or tall in nature. Most boys, to my understanding, are relatively small. Of course, that does not mean they're the smallest family member. You could have toddlers, infants, or in one rare case, Stuart Little. Stuart Little may not be human, but what he lacks in thumbs, he makes up for in being kidnapped by birds. Stuart's journey is one of self-discovery. Although he spends his time demanding others change to fit his mouse agenda, he learns that he may make our own definition of self. Stuart is not a big tall boy. Now Clifford, yeah, Clifford's a big tall boy, but also red. Who would win in a fight, you ask? Well, it'd be a tough one. But I think if Stuart was bloodlusted and had enough prep time, then his superior intellect can best the likes of Clifford. Stuart could utilize his scavenger prowess to dumpster dive and construct bombs to drop from his airplane. On top of this, Stuart is great at demanding sympathy, and Clifford's owner Emily's love is what makes Clifford so big. So I think if Stuart can get a hold of Clifford's owner Emily and harness the growth power, then there's no question a Stuart victory Kong first Godzilla style. But if Clifford had access to the speed force? I don't know. <laughs> big dog run fast. December 19th. A genius move to have a show hosted by only one white guy. In a landscape dominated by white male voices, it is a breath of fresh air to only have to hear one individual discuss cancel culture. The gaps in between each word gives me time to center myself and face the onslaught of separating the art from the artist's comments. Most shows have this rambling format where one individual's praise of Fight Club is drowned up by another's praise of Tarantino. Instead, this show has me slightly waking from the discourse where I'm offered a moment of introspection to contemplate my own thoughts on the subject and not be indoctrinated to the whole white male mob mentality. In this spare time, I've taken up protesting and supported several charities for underprivileged youth. I know it's only a small contribution, but I think those small actions are the ones that have the largest impact. Kind of like the thing you mentioned about Brad Pitt's eating in oceans, except for like... Uh, uh, more relevant to society. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for doing the brave thing and being alone. Fa la 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 It's the last five. Five left, baby. We're going. We're doing it. And claps are involved for some reason. It's a very exciting time. Very exciting. There's five of these bad boys left, and we're going to enjoy them as much as we can, because it's the Christmas thing to do. Uh, counting down your top five Advent moments of the year, it is Alexander Krauss coming in with number December 20th. Alexander Klaus recently applied for a night degree position at the country target, which I manage in North Melbourne. As a part of his application, Alex linked me to a dark web version of his podcast, wherein the man tried to recall Sam Elliott's name for half an hour, while a can of beans caught a flame over an open fire in the background. I was so intrigued by this that I felt compelled to bring the man in for an interview. He arrived late, dripping in sweat, and muttered, I only root her in her tutor. When pressed on what this meant, Alex pulled out a Barista APX pistol and fired a shot through the ceiling. The bullet ricocheted and lodged in his neck. 
As Bud gargled from Alex's throat, the man scowled like a Tim Robinson character. He then muttered, If you didn't want me to root the tutor, you didn't have to shoot her. I saw this man die before me. I attended his funeral. I watched as a men's choir sung Danny Boy and his coffin was lowered into the dirt. The world faded to black as a freeze frame hung on all of his siblings, explaining what had become of them in subsequent years. Credits rolled. What did I witness and how is this podcast still going? I don't think I can just continue working as the day manager at a country target. I am Shaken. Did I just do a big ramp up of like the last five? That was number 20. That's the six. Now it's five left. Oh, that's embarrassing. I wish there was a way to edit this. <laughs> December 21st. This podcast changed how I view artistry. I used to go to a gallery every day, clomping around on the uneven floorboards and pointing right at the nipples and some of history's grandest tapestries. But now... Now I'm barred from these establishments and have to resort to lesser media. Do you know how it feels to be stripped of your defining characteristic? I was the nipple point girl. People had shirts of me. I was a living meme. And that meme has been reduced to listening to podcasts while riding on the train, pointing only at fancy hats as to alert my millinery nephew. What kind of life is that? It's a shallow life. A shallow, artless life. December 22nd. Two nights ago, my wife and I were trying to go into the... Two nights ago, my wife and I were trying to get into the... Two nights ago... Third time's the try. Two nights ago, my wife and I were trying to get into the Christmas spirit and thought it'd be fun to experiment with roleplay. I donned a Santa suit while she donned an unironed shirt and choker necklace to play the role of Alexander Krauss. I was confused, and after some conversation, discovered that she had a different understanding of the legend of Christmas. Turns out this podcast host doctored several December teachers' resources to include himself in the holiday mythos. Word searches with his name, festive colouring pages of his face, etc. These documents had a ripple effect on Perth's understanding of Christmas, forever including Alexander Krauss as a central figure. What I find most peculiar is that the man's inclusion is in no way flattering. Alex, as I understand it, is a townsperson who waits for Santa to leave someone's home, then tries to jump down the same chimney to steal the presents. In attempting this, the man's choker gets caught on the chimney lip and he is asphyxiated. I I wasn't quite sure how to react to this flood of information, so I just have decided to devote my life to informing others of this oddity. I hope it helps you somehow better understand Alexander Krauss, or at least win a trivia contest. The final three, December 23rd. Hello, my name is Holly Trout. I'm a professional linguist, speaker, and casual relief podcaster. Recently, Alexander Krauss requested my services so that he may go attend a showing of Tick, Tick, Boom. Whilst filling in, I produced an episode wherein I altered my voice to sound exactly like the man, and also donned his mannerisms and cowardice. I did such as... I did such an astonish... I did such an astonish... <laughs> This is why I have somebody do this. is why I have somebody fill in. I did such an astoundingly good job that despite my execution, the episode did as poorly as all of Alex's others. Following the release, Alex showed up at my door, still bloody from being boho blasted, his words, and was infuriated that my episode was not more successful. They refused to pay me for my work and started making threats that he would replicate my voice and try to tank my own career. Thankfully, Alex possesses no vocal talent, and his retaliation has amounted to him sending me a tape of himself with a British accent saying that I'm as dim as a big light. I'm not British. I I think Alex was wanting to be racist, but doesn't entirely understand what racism is, which somehow is worse than just being a racist. He just wanted the malice of it, which is abhorrent in all aspects. I just wanted to add this onto the review page just to anybody else who was also affected by Alex's actions um, and just direct you to a post by Alex's ex-lawyer, Robert Kirkman. We're trying to make a joint case against the man. Sincerely, Holly Trout. Always nice around Christmas to bring people together. I I like that I'm a part of that journey for some people. It makes me feel like I'm special. And above all, specialty is the best thing you can be. I'd rather be a specialty than a novelty. 
I'd rather be a specialty than a novelty. That's a shirt. Print it, baby. Print it. December 24th, Christmas Eve. I do not believe this is a good show and I feel like everyone should stop engaging with the host. This man should not have a platform and all of you should be ashamed of yourself for encouraging him. That was a short one, but um, maybe something that some people thought needed to be said, but they were incorrect. So that's interesting. And finally, Christmas time. It is number 25. If you enjoyed a... No, what am I doing like a wrap-up? This is... Why am I doing a wrap-up? That happens after this. This is... Okay, maybe... Okay, hang on. Let me think. What happens before the final? A drum roll. We'll do a drum roll. We'll do a drum roll. Okay. December 25th. <laughs> this is a follow-up review for my previous comments concerning Alexander Krauss's recent death at a country target. After reading your reviews, I believe Alexander Krauss may exist outside of reality. His actions only in service to what he would refer to as the bit. Now, I cannot say I fully understand what these bits actually are, or what makes them funny, but I am to suspect that my instance of Alex died before my eyes after ricocheting a bullet into his own neck because it serves some larger narrative purpose. Believing this theory, I suspected that Alex's two uses of root and toot and cowboy puns demanded a third instance to complete the rule of threes. So, and this had to be done... I left to work early at Country Target and set out to get my dog neutered for the rhyme. At the vet, while my dog was under, I saw a sliver of light shoot out from her anus, out from which a goo-covered Alexander Krauss slid, splashing onto the floor like a newborn child. The man contorted erratically, his body shifting in size and texture like a killer, as he screamed, Hello, you shooter, I come out, the tutor, I apologize for saying I would root her, please don't follow through on the neuter. After putting my dog down, I went to church to grapple with these events, and was informed by a man claiming to be the Holy Trinity that I now bear original sin. They explained that Alex has made some sort of deal with Cthulhu that can burden others with the mark of the Antichrist. They informed me that I would one day be immaculately deconceived, wherein at any moment in time my body would spontaneously return to my mother's womb. I do not know how to process all of this information. I, I feel like I meddled in something that I should have stayed away from, but... I am not someone who lets things like this slide, and this is why I'm giving this podcast a one-star review. I know it may seem like a small act of retaliation considering what Alexander Krauss has done to me, but I believe the man, sadly, views this podcast more highly than his own life, and in part, will experience more pain from this one review than my entire experience. Merry Christmas. Fa la 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 ba 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 ba. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Big Tall Boys Christmas Edition. It was an Advent spectacular. Adventer, I hardly goo her. Adventer, I hardly goo her. There we go. Wrapping it all up. There's my Will Forte. <laughs> I had a great time. I had a really great time. I know it seemed like sometimes in there I was like maybe running out of steam. It was hard to read. It was hard to put together all these reviews <laughs> and to read them all. This was a lot of work for me for just this. And I know a lot of people may say, Alex, it wasn't worth it. Or Alex, wh- why? Nobody called for this. I called for it. I demanded it. I demanded something spectacular this Christmas. And now I shall head on into the editing bay. Ba- I'll head on into the editing bay. Bells on my ears. Whistle in my mouth. Tootin' and rootin' and trying to make the best dang edit of my life. Thank you one and all for listening to this week's episode of Big Tall Boys. Like, favorite, subscribe, do all the things you do from the end of another podcast but for this one, you can share this week's episode with Santa Claus himself. Go out there, meet the man, go to the North Pole, interview him, ask him how he makes his toys, ask uh, you know, get some intel on what uh, get some intel on what presents he's maybe thinking about doing and share that with me and then say, hey look 
there's this guy I know. He hosts a podcast. He is obsessed with you. He finds you sexually attractive. He thinks that he thinks that like the white fluffing around like the skirting of your outfit reminds him of like the what is it like the boa kind of like these big fluffy scarves which are also very attractive. And it's like there's some mystery there. It's like there's some sexualized because it's like a nice flat red material and then the fluffiness is very it's very it's very interesting it's very interesting it gives me big um yeah it gives me big hot vibes gives me big hot vibes (laughs) good going santa good going why is there so many songs that sexualize santa claus let's step outside of this bit for a second why do they all like is it all they're all in the joke of it are they all just doing the same gag Am I contributing to that gag? Was that important? Did I do the equivalent of making a joke about, you know, Mario being high on mushrooms? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm better than that. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not, but I hope to believe that I'm better than that. So I do dearly apologize. Anyway, thank you for listening. It's been a treat. Um, this was a lot of work. So, you know, tip your waiter, tip me. Me, you know, I'm the waiter in this situation, so tip me. Um, there was a lot of other reviews that didn't quite make the cut, like a lot of really short things I tried to do that that, well, that other people tried to do. It's, the premise of this was very. The premise of this is very. I was very transparent about the structure of this one. I, maybe that ruins the defeats the purpose of it. It was good fun. It was good. It was. If anything, it was a nice writing exercise. I challenge all you writers out there to say, "Hey, I'm going to write 25 things with the same premise." And just see how you go. Um, I understand that a lot of these have like a similar tone to them, which maybe, you know, can make it kind of like feel same-ish, you know, not exactly the Moorish attitude we've been going for. But um, I hope there's some nuggets in there that you thought were delightful and enjoyable. And I mean, technically, technically, I just wrote, technically, I just wrote like an hour long feature. So it's... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean there's some improv around it, but that's pretty like Larry David of me. So if I think I'd say it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. And Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening. And um, there's hopefully going to be more Christmas stuff coming at you soon. But we'll see. This was a rush to get this one out, so we'll see how quickly I can produce the next. Merry Christmas! I'm waving to you. I'm sound waving to you as you're leaving. Bye. Hey, no, you're getting further away from me as I'm waving. No, bye. Enjoy your holiday. Hey, enjoy your time. See your family on vacation. It's going to be so much fun. You're leaving the small town world and you're growing into like a larger version of yourself. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm trying to get, hang on a sec. I'm trying to get further away from the mic, but my chair's getting snagged on something. The bit wasn't working. I need to get further away. Now, okay, now my headphones are caught, so I need to take the headphones off because it's the only way for me to continue the bit. Bye. I'm going to miss you so much. You mean so much to me. I'm just, now I'm going to go into a closet to continue the bit. This isn't necessary, but it's a part of this now. Okay, bye. Toodaloo. I'm going to miss you so much. It's so, okay. Bye. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, play the song. <laughs> play the, this is the thing I have to say. Play the song. Um, hi, can I get a big tall boy? <laughs>